Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan with Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this week's podcast. We thank you for those who have joined us. We pray for peace in these United States. We pray for a cure to the COVID-19 virus. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. In part three of what the Bible says about angels, I will focus on the origin of the fallen angels and their punishment along with their effect on mankind. As I mentioned in previous podcasts, angels are created beings. While the majority of the angels in God's creation were good and very good, free will allowed some angels to rebel. Revelation 12 verses 3 and 4a says, And another sign appeared in heaven, behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his heads. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. My friends, this reference is Satan taking a third of the angels of heaven with him to the earth. This was the voluntary acceptance of some angels to oppose God and his plans. But this was not always the case. Ezekiel 28 verses 12 through 17 references Lucifer. It says, You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Here we have a description of Lucifer, whose name means morning star. Ezekiel 28.13 goes on to describe the ten precious stones that covered Lucifer. Verse 14 says that he was a cherub. Make no mistake about it, Lucifer was a created being, but God made him special. So what happened? Ezekiel 28 and 15 proclaims, You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Lucifer became filled with violence, but it was the pride of his beauty that was his downfall. He believed that he was so beautiful that praise should go to him instead of to God. Isaiah 14 verses 12 through 15 further describes Lucifer's fall. It reads, How you have fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning! How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken nations! For you have said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the furthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Notice that there are five I will statements based on the pride and the self-glorification of Satan. The Bible is very clear about the punishment for rebelling angels. Jude 6 teaches that the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. My friends, it's puzzling why God has already bound some angels for their sin, yet allows others to roam free and remain active among men until their final judgment. Second Peter 2 and 4 confirms Jude's words, saying, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. Speaking of judgment, did you know that the saints will judge the angels? 1 Corinthians 6, 3a proclaims, Do you not know that we shall judge angels? 
My brothers and sisters in Christ, Satan is aware of his impending punishment, and his plan is to take as many people down with him. Here we have angelic beings that have turned to evil, being judged by sinful people who have been redeemed. What a glorious concept! Jesus speaks of the punishment of sinful men in Matthew twenty-five forty-one, saying, Then he will say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Revelation 20, verses 2 and 3, describes an unnamed angel who has the key to the bottomless pit and a chain. He bounds Satan and throws him into the pit for 1,000 years. This clearly shows that Satan is not all-powerful if one angel can bind him. It also shows that Satan is not the equal of God. Remember, God created him. Satan may be the equal of, say, Michael, but I doubt it. During the 1,000 years Satan is bound in the bottomless pit, the saints will rule the earth with Christ. Revelation 20 verse 7 declares that after 1,000 years have expired, Satan is released from his prison and goes out to deceive the nations. My Christian brothers and sisters, some angels just don't learn from the past. Satan and his angels have been defeated by Michael and his angels. Notice that God did not get involved. He just told Michael to take care of business. That's defeat number one for Satan. Jesus rose from the dead after Satan thought he had won. That's defeat number two. Then Satan is thrown into the bottomless pit. That's defeat number three. Now comes the final defeat, a battle that ends before it begins, found in Revelation 20 verses 9 and 10, and this time God gets involved. Satan recruits his final army to go up against the saints, but God rains down fire out of heaven and destroys them. The devil is cast into the lake of fire and brimstone to be tormented forever. So what kind of effect does Satan and his angels have on mankind before he is cast into the lake of fire? Well, that depends on you. Are you a faithful believer? Are you undecided? Or are you a follower of Satan? Jesus had a warning to those who would listen about the followers of the devil in John 8 and 44. He preached, You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth, because there is not truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Friends, if you know someone who cannot tell the truth regardless of the facts, it's simple. They are just acting like their daddy. If you know someone who is constantly involved in character assassination, they are of their father, the devil. Those who are undecided have been tricked by the devil. 1 Timothy 4 and 1 teaches, Now the Spirit expressly says in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. My Christian comrades, if you are not rooted and grounded in the Word of God, every doctrine that comes along will sound good to you. Paul also warns us about false image and appearances in 2 Corinthians 11:14, telling the Corinthians, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Finally, the undecided have been blinded by Satan, as taught in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4. It reads, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, 
whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Brothers and sisters, the God of this age, or the God of this world, is the devil, who has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Satan knows that if he can plant a seed of doubt in your mind, he has rule over you. Are you tired of having your mind blinded by the God, little g, of this world? Then put your trust in God, big G. What do the faithful believers do that others do not? The first thing is to recognize that we are in a spiritual war and you must know your enemy, his strengths and weaknesses. Second, you are to be prepared for battle. And third, you must put your trust in the commander, Jesus Christ. 1 John 4 and 1 tells us, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. My friends, it is every Christian soldier's job to be on the lookout using the gift of discernment. Faithful believers are not intimidated by the devil. 1 Peter 5 and 8 reminds us, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Folks, we should be on permanent guard duty, ready for the enemy to roar. But the devil is a toothless lion. He was defanged by Jesus at the cross. He has no power unless you give it to him. The first two words of 1 Peter 5 and 9 are, resist him. James 4 and 7 also proclaims how we are victorious over the enemy. It reads, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Finally, faithful believers get ready for daily battle by putting on the whole armor of God found in Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 17. Are you ready for battle today? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the victory. Prepare our minds for today's battle. We ask that you will help us tell others about your saving power. In Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer requests as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Or you may write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.